Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Welcome back to Talkin' Shiz. I am your host, CJ. Thank you guys so much for stopping in today. Today's format is going to be different than anything I've ever done before. But before I jump into what this episode is all about, I want to introduce my special guest for the fourth time. I have Miss Paige Elmore from Reverie True Crime Podcast, the queen of true crime, Miss Paige. Hey, hey everybody. Hey CJ. How are you? I cannot complain any better. I would be twins. (laughs) I just cannot believe this is the fourth time, like at all. Yeah, it's scary that you want to keep coming back. (laughs) No, I love it. I love it. We always have a good time, so I'm definitely ready for this spooky episode. How is the true crime world? It's still crimey. <laughs> still crimey. Crimes will never stop. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. Unfortunately, yeah, they say crime doesn't pay, but if you get away with it and you rob a bank, I guess it does pay. It, it does. Yeah. <laughs> they say money can't buy happiness, but I will surely rent it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if People have money they're not using. Uh, send it my way. <laughs> yes, there's a GoFundMe. Please fund me. <laughs> I'm tired of working. Yeah, seriously. These 40 hours are, are not cutting it anymore. Yeah. For this episode, I would not recommend warning. This is a big warning. I would not recommend listening to this with the lights off unless you're daring enough to do it. Today's episode, we are talking about true paranormal experiences, horrifying stories that will make your goose pimples pimple and your spine chilling and your hair on the back of your neck stand up. Yeah, and these would also be good stories to listen to around a campfire. Yeah, get a little bonfire going. Get your marshmallows and make some s'mores. Yeah, grab some graham crackers, some chocolate. (laughs) You know, I never realized how messy s'mores are until you have to make them yourself. Oh my God, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's a mess. I like my marshmallows a little crispy. Yeah. Not like a charcoal briquette, yeah. but <laughs> crispy. I don't like the briquettes. I cannot stand when people burn their marshmallows and tell me that's the way you're supposed to do it. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> I will argue that all day. When have you ever seen anybody eat ash? <laughs> Hey, Bob, come over here. Grab some of this out of the fireplace. It tastes good on your taters. (laughs) Seriously, that's what it looks like. No. Miss Paige, you are my guest. Go ahead and start us off with our first true haunting tale. Okay, this is from a user on Reddit named Warm Pancake 1993. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. That that (laughs) threw me off, but go ahead. Almost 10 years ago, I was a college student in New Orleans. My roommate and I rented a small house uptown. We had lived with each other since freshman year, and we were so excited to finally move off campus and rent our own place for our junior year. The house was one long rectangle 
with the front door in the center, my roommate's bedroom down a hallway to the left, and my bedroom down a hallway to the right. We had one bathroom, and it was next to my bedroom. I slept with my bedroom door open, and my roommate slept with her bedroom door closed. She went to bed at a responsible hour each night, and I was a night owl. As school began and we settled into our routine, I began to hear my roommate engage in a bizarre nightly ritual. Nearly every night, after she'd gone to bed, I would hear footsteps down the hallway. I could hear her walk into the bathroom, leave the door open, stay in there for a minute or two, not flush, then walk all the way back to her room. This always happened when either all the lights were off or I had my door closed while I worked on homework, so I never saw her. I assumed that she was tiptoeing to the bathroom at night, using the toilet as quietly as she could, and waiting until the morning to flush so she wouldn't wake me up. She always woke up before me, so I figured she must be flushing before she goes to class? And I must sleep through it, surely? Sure. For months, I regularly heard my roommate sneak into the bathroom. I never brought it up. Until one night when she had a friend over. The three of us ate dinner in the kitchen, which was in the center of the house between the two hallways. We were laughing and chatting about all the strange things that roommates do that they don't bring up with each other. My roommate teased me for not soaking my dishes in the sink, and I got her back by saying, Okay, but are we not going to talk about how you get up to use the bathroom every night and you don't flush? My roommate looked at me like I was crazy. What are you talking about? She laughed. I revealed her strange ritual in more detail. She wasn't getting out of this one. My roommate was silent. She looked me dead in the eyes, said my name, and then said I have never gotten up to use the bathroom in the middle of the night. We all looked at each other, and I tried to laugh again. So, do you sleepwalk? I asked, mostly joking, because we'd lived with each other for over two years, and I know she doesn't sleepwalk. Then I asked the obvious question. Then who's been using the bathroom every night? We finally named it The Bathroom Ghost. Even though the concept was pretty funny, we all felt genuinely weirded out for the rest of the evening. My roommate said she had not once heard any footsteps. Going to bed that night was hilariously terrifying because when I did hear the footsteps that night, I knew it wasn't my roommate. From then on, I slept with my bedroom door closed. As the weeks went by, we assimilated bathroom ghosts into our lives. We joked about them and I told all our friends, mostly because my roommate demanded to be exonerated after I had been telling everyone that she uses the bathroom in the middle of the night without flushing. So, a month or two later, one late afternoon, I came home after class and flopped straight onto my bed. I had about 20 minutes before I needed to head out again and just wanted to rest my eyes for a few. A couple of minutes later, I heard my roommate walk down the hallway towards my room. I was totally pooped, 
So I kept my eyes closed, pretending to be asleep. I'm sorry, roommate. I could hear my roommate lean against my open doorway, and she stood there and stared at me for a few seconds. You know that very familiar human feeling of knowing someone close by is looking at you? It was that feeling. I kept my eyes closed, and after a few more seconds, I heard and felt my roommate turn around and walk back down the hallway towards her bedroom. I laid there for about 15 minutes, awake, and when I got back up, I walked to my roommate's bedroom to see what she wanted to talk to me about. You can see where this is going. There was no one home. I immediately called my roommate and demanded to know where she was. Um, I'm at work, she told me, very confused. And, of course, she said she'd been there for hours. Things are getting weirder as the school year goes on. Bathroom Ghost still walks to the bathroom. The new joke is that Bathroom Ghost has a crush on me. My roommate continues to hear nothing. My childhood musical jewelry box with the little dancing ballerina on top starts twirling and playing the mechanical song in the middle of the night. This is so cliche, I would not make this up even if I wanted to. I know this next part does not really count toward the official experience, but number one, I think it's funny, and number two, it felt absolutely 100% real to me, so maybe there's something to be said for that. I start having vivid dreams about bathroom ghosts. I have an incredibly vivid lucid dream that I'm staring down the hallway at night, but the lights are on. I hear the footsteps, and this time I'm brave enough to look at the bathroom ghost. What I see absolutely defies reality. They are simultaneously invisible and morphing into many different forms at once, kind of like that crazy trippy scene from A Scanner Darkly. I specifically remember for a split second it was a giant swan. It's late winter, my bedroom door is closed, the lights are off all through the house, and I'm laying in bed waiting to fall asleep. But I swear I was awake for this, but because I was waiting to fall asleep, I technically cannot discount lucid dreaming or sleep paralysis. I should note that I hardly ever lucid dream or experience sleep paralysis, and all of these bathroom ghost dreams started coming on suddenly. Anyway, I'm lying in bed on my side, facing the wall, and as usual, I hear bathroom ghost footsteps down the hall. Only this time, bathroom ghost does not stop at the bathroom. I hear and feel bathroom ghost walk through my door and into my bedroom. This is absolutely terrifying. I shut my eyes tight and I don't move. At no point did I feel like I could not move or was paralyzed. I chose not to move, like a squirrel freezing to avoid a predator. I feel bathroom ghosts put their knee on my bed, compressing the mattress downward. My back is facing bathroom ghost. Inexplicably, I know that if I opened my eyes, I wouldn't see them anyway. I know they are invisible. I have absolutely no idea where I got this idea or why I'm just so sure of it. Bathroom ghost climbs into bed with me. They wrap their arm around my side. I am Little Spoon. I am so absolutely freaked out that I don't move a muscle. I just lie there, eyes shut for what feels like forever. 
I lie there so long, eventually I fall asleep. I know how I could have fallen asleep while cuddling with a ghost is beyond me. And it's the only part of this memory that makes me feel like I could have dreamt it. Of course, I tell everyone and their mother about this the next morning. Bathroom ghost's crush on me is confirmed, and the guy I'm seeing says he's worried about the competition. Our story ends here. Bathroom ghost continues to use the bathroom, but I am never spooned again and don't have any more crazy vivid dreams. When my mom helps me move out of the house after the school year ends, she thanks Bathroom Ghost for watching over me. I tell Bathroom Ghost that I'm flattered, but I'm moving down the street next year and I don't think it'll work out between us. So here are my feelings about Bathroom Ghost overall. I did always feel like Bathroom Ghost was nice. I never could tell if it felt masculine or feminine, but I certainly felt like it was tied to the house almost stuck in a kind of loop. I think Bathroom Ghost was happy that we were living there after the last runners, some frat dudes, had trashed the place. I also felt like they were lonely and caring. My concrete evidence, the nightly footsteps down the hall and the time Bathroom Ghost leaned at my doorway and stared at me happened when I was 100% awake. I'll stand by that till the day I die. My friend's explanations, Everyone was so thoroughly convinced of Bathroom Ghost's existence by the end of the year that I didn't have to defend my story to anyone. New Orleans has no shortage of weirdness, and I was hardly the only student with a ghost story. My stance on the paranormal. I'm an explainer by nature and love finding rational answers. I think paranormal experiences are just physics acting in ways science can't explain yet. I think people who strongly feel like they've experienced something inexplicable should be listened to. I think science is doing a huge disservice to itself by not collecting qualitative data on people's paranormal stories and looking for patterns. Thank you for reading. If you or someone you know has been spooned by a ghost, please join my I've Been Spooned by a Ghost support group. That was a very interesting story. There is like three things that I noticed in this story. The first one, who in the hell sleeps with their bedroom door open? Two, I hope that the bathroom ghost is washing their hands because that's just straight up nasty. <laughs> yeah. And three, when she said that the ghost was spooning with her at night. Yeah. Scary movie two popped in my head. <laughs> where... <laughs> Crane sneaks in and was pulling the sheets off of you know off of uh, Tori Spelling and shit. I would be so out of that house yes. in no time. I would pack up that night. No, that's okay. You can have my bed too. I'm I'm gone. Apparently, you need somewhere to float on or some shit. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that. Don't be filling me up in my sleep. You perv. <laughs> yeah. Hey, New Orleans is. You know, I've been there, and it is a very spooky place. It is. And I don't discount anything happening in New Orleans, that's for sure. But um, this this one, if I ever felt a ghost, it, like, even get onto my bed. Because I have heard many people whose husbands or wives have passed away, they will sit on the bed. And you can see that impression. And that, I, I swear to God, 
I would I would have a heart attack if that happened. And, and here's the thing, though: why did they not? Why did they not yeah. record it or some type of evidence if it yeah. happened yeah. every night at the same time? Why are you not recording this shit? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the title of that was, um, I was spooned by a ghost. So I didn't want to give the title away or anything because I wanted, you know, I know it was a long story, but I felt the ending kind of paid off. At least it did for me when I was reading it last night. So I don't know. I just thought it was a really good one and it's really, really creepy. I'm just wondering, like, if it happened and you've been in it for like two years yeah. and shit and you have not once took a selfie with that ghost. <laughs> goodness yeah but honestly i might have been a little bit too in shock and too scared like even if it happened every night i feel like i could never get used to that and i might freeze up and forget to record it myself i mean i don't know i feel like i might get a little bit too spooked out (laughs) i would think that you would set up a video camera somewhere and yeah. face it down the hallway and start recording what's happening at night. Because right. I've seen people do that when their house is haunted. They want to find out what's going on. So they go ahead and set up a video camera to record shit. Yeah, that's true. To me, it sounds like they're dating. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're at the point now where y'all are basically in a relationship. This. <laughs> so when he's spooning you, even though it j- I know it just happened once, she claims. But like, I don't know. I think that ghost did have a crush on her and wouldn't have minded a selfie. You put it on Facebook in a relationship. We don't see yeah. each other as often, but we're, we're here. I thought it was interesting, though, when she said, you know, how it happens every night as if the ghost is stuck in a loop. And we had one time talked about how, you know, when ghosts are walking the same roads yeah. all the time or they appear at the same place like constantly like that's some kind of weird loop that they may be stuck in which is you know that's the first thing i thought of like maybe they were in a certain time period right before their death like before something like their life flashed right. before their eyes or something and they're just stuck in that one loop. yeah it's wild that reminds me of this old saying if you stare into the dark long enough You'll eventually see what's not there. I hate that. I don't like it, CJ. I literally hate that so much. I I can't. I can't do it. I can't. Uh-uh. Hopefully my true haunting tale will live up to your true haunting tale. Oh, what do you got? I'm excited. It was a dark and stormy night. A husband and his wife was laying in their bed. All of a sudden they heard a little tap, tap, tap at the door. And they looked around, waited, nothing happened. The husband and wife closes their eyes so they can get ready to go to sleep. As they were dozing off, the door slowly creaked open. Wife opened her eyes but didn't see anything. All of a sudden, the wife felt something at the foot of their bed. She nudged her husband to get up. They both rose out of the bed and there at the foot of their bed, was their three-year-old toddler wanting a glass of water? <laughs> no. Because everybody knows when your kid comes in your room, it scares the shit out of you when you're sleeping. Yeah, that's the creepiest thing to me. I'm so glad, like, in that sense that I'm not a parent because if I'm laying there and in the darkness you see this little 
child standing by your bed. It's just, it gives you that horror movie vibe where, like, a kid, like, kills their parents. And I just cannot do that. I can't. Like, get away, you little demon. Now, that story's made up. I just totally made it up just just for you. <laughs> It so much. Tell my kid, <laughs> I told my kids that don't come in here and do that. If you do, you better wear a football helmet. I'm asleep, so I can't. I can't control what happens when I just jump out of my sleep. Because that's one thing is I tell even my wife is like, please do not scare me if I'm asleep because I can't control anything. And when I say anything, I may piss the bed. I don't know. You're- right, right. I mean, you don't know because when somebody does that, it's like you could do anything you might accidentally hit them by reflex kick them you might pee yourself like you don't know what you might do something i've always noticed about spooky stories it's always a dark stormy night or sometime at midnight i want to hear a spooky story where it's noon and the sun was shining bright birds were (laughs) chirping and i got a ghost that's spooning me (laughs) something to that nature then i was like okay they come out in the daytime too yeah i wonder i wonder what it is though is it that we don't notice things when it's daylight because so many noises are going on and we just don't really think about it and at night everything is so quiet and and settling down that it's more noticeable and you can kind of feel more like vibes and energy and stuff at night i wonder what that's about because they have to be there during the day. I wonder if it has something to do with like your brain, like your body's relaxing and you're getting in tune mm. to go to sleep. Let me say it like that. Yeah. And now that your body is in tune and you're relaxed and then old freaky Jason wants to pop out and tickle your feet or some shit. <laughs> See, that would be that would be even worse. Like if a ghost were like pull a prank or do something funny like tickle your feet or the spooning thing. No, that is that is probably much creepier to me than just like spooky, scary, you know, the normal things you hear. Uh, yeah, tickling and whatnot, that, that would absolutely make me sick <laughs> to my stomach for sure. I would be sick. <laughs> Who farted in here? It's that ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Ghost farts. <laughs> that's, see, that's why that ghost was going to that bathroom. It was being polite and was farting in the bathroom. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> He's been holding it all day. Didn't want to be rude in front of those two girls. <laughs> that's right. I love a good ghost story. My story is called How Lucky You Are. Spring break of 2010, my buddies and I decided that we were going to camp out on this island in the middle of our lake. One night, as we were cooking food and drinking some beer, a canoe floats by and there was one guy in it. From his canoe, the guy looks at us and asks us, how are we doing? We said that we were doing fine and we invited the gentleman to come over to have some food and drink some beers with us. Being in Arkansas, we naturally assume that everyone is friendly and wants to hang out. The guy came and sat down and he said his name was Kurt. And he was super friendly, but also he seemed really sad. We asked Kurt what was wrong and he replied, Oh, nothing really. It's just that my friends are probably worried about me. But they'll find out soon enough. We thought to ourselves that that was a very odd thing to say, but we liked Kurt. He was very friendly. And noticing that... It was getting dark. He had been drinking. We offered him, hey, come stay with us for the night. 
He defined saying that he had to get to where he was going and he seemed very adamant about it. I asked him where he was heading, thinking maybe I could help him out and give him a ride on our jet ski. Kurt ignored the question and said, you boys don't know how lucky you are. And he hopped in his canoe and left. We didn't think much about it that night. The next morning, we woke up early, done some fishing. As we were fishing, a police boat pulls up. The officer asked if we were part of a search party that had found the body earlier that morning. We obviously had no clue what he was talking about. So he tells us a story about a young man in a canoe that disappeared last week on the lake. Apparently, some divers had found his body at the bottom of the lake two days before. The young man's name was Kurt Clark. This was definitely freaky for us, and we packed up and left that day. Yeah, no. I I don't like it. I don't. <laughs> I don't like that at all. I don't, I don't like that. See, that's why ghosts are rude. You're over there just trying to have a good time. Yeah. Minding your own business. And here comes the ghost. You know, this is going to fuck my week absolutely up when I find out what has happened. Like, why would you do this? <laughs> that is so rude. The fact that he was drinking beers, though, that I found that very interesting because you don't hear a story like that. Like most stories that are in that nature, they don't pick up objects. Yeah. True. He was over popping a Bud Light and just saying, guys, don't know how lucky you are. Have a good night. Row, 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 row my boat away. <laughs> right? Yeah, you rarely hear. It's like a poltergeist situation. It's kind of, that's kind of weird because you rarely hear that. And what's going to happen is folks are going to find out about that island. They're going to see if it's going to happen to them. Yeah, that's, that's usually curiosity can also kill the cat. So uh, I'd be careful about that. Ooh, I don't like it. Especially, like, on a boat in the water. I just... Something really creepy about that. No, 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 thank you. Uh-uh. And at night, I don't too, mess around like that water shit. Uh -uh. I better have floaties on or some shit. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm gonna have trouble sleeping tonight. I just know you it. You gonna have me out there swimming at night? I'm gonna have me a wrap, a life <laughs> preserve or some shit. Oh, my gosh. You don't know how lucky you are. All right, Miss Page, you're up. Scare, scare all the all the fans out there listening. They're hanging on the seat of their pants, or yeah, that's it. Hanging on the seat of their pants. No, wait okay, a minute. What's this, I saying? What? <laughs> yeah, isn't that it? Hanging on by the seat of isn't that right? It sounds right. It might not be. Yeah, it sounds right. But it but it sounds right. Hanging on by their seat of their pants. <laughs> We'll have to, we'll, yeah, we'll have to look and, and see if that's right, but it sounds right. This second story, the last story from me, is called Don't Look Back. And this is from ThoughtCatalog.com. And I think they also pulled this story from uh, Reddit. The user is Sound Invasion. This happened to my mother's uncle in the 70s in India. I couldn't believe this story when my mom first told it to me. But after meeting her uncle a year before he passed away, my view changed. My mother's uncle, who I'll just call Ankh for short, lived in a rural Indian village. Electricity was present, but unreliable, and the entire village basically became pitch black once the sun went down. Ankh was a sharp, well-respected accountant. He'd ride his bike long distances to meet with clients. This one evening, he was riding back home from a neighboring village 
and the path was particularly dark and desolate. As he was riding, he heard a voice calling out to him from behind. He knew there was no one else around, but this voice sounded like his daughter's. He knew this was not possible because his daughter had died at age five. Very scared, he pedaled faster and tried not to turn around. In Indian superstition, you should not look back to hear voices of loved ones or friends calling you like on this dark, lonely road, because it is said those are demonic entities trying to trick you to get your attention. For some reason, Ankh looked back, and from that point, he was never the same again. He made it back home, but was deeply disturbed and mentally unstable for the remainder of his life. A once intelligent accountant was reduced to a dejected, mumbling mental case. He refused to talk about what he saw to anyone, including me when I first met him. That look in his eyes when I met him freaks me out till this day. It drove him mad. Yeah, it scared him out of his mind. Yeah. That was that intention. Yeah, that was that intention. Like, it scared the, it literally scared the life out of him. (laughs) Yeah. My, oh, my goodness. I wonder if his hair turned white. You, you know that, right? Like, under, under amount of stress, your hair can turn white. Yep. I definitely have a number of white strands that are, and I'm just letting them go, but I know it's anxiety and stress and all of that, so I can just imagine being that scared, my whole head would turn white, (laughs) for sure. And so the superstitious is saying that you can't turn around, you better get your ass moving, you better book it. Yeah, like if you're on a quiet road and basically you're by yourself or whatever, and you hear someone that sounds like a loved one that's passed away, do not, you cannot turn around because it's a demonic spirit trying to imitate your loved one and it will obviously do something like this to you which is it gives me chills because i feel like this could actually truly be a real 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 story like i don't know i don't know i feel like this one really knocked it out of the park for me and and in a creepy way because I just feel like this one is just unsettling and unnerving to me. Oh, absolutely. If you think about it, there's times, even now, sometimes I hear my name, like a whisper. Fuck yeah. And your natural instinct is to turn around like... Yeah, but you know, it would still be unreal to me if I had a daughter that had passed away and I hear her behind me, knowing I know she's passed away, my instinct would to be to look around. I mean, I think that would be everybody. Um... And to know that you've heard your whole life, you cannot do that. I think he probably, yeah, was scared to death. But at the same time, it's just kind of instinct to eventually look back. Exactly. Oh, I'm getting chills. Oh, stop it. Stop. I don't like it. I don't... <laughs> 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 now, is this any road? Like anywhere like any road yeah yeah i think it's any time you're alone basically I, I don't think it has to be a road but i think it's if you're just alone anywhere and you hear your loved one like damn that. you better travel in pairs yeah seriously and this being late at night i'm kind of thinking of where i live out in the boonies where these trails are off in the woods and like i could never walk one of those at night ever i could never do it and with this being like a place where they're 
electricity was unreliable and this is just pitch blackness in the middle of trees and stuff like oh god oh god no just no coincidentally enough that you brought up a story like that my next story is called don't turn away oh all right let's hear it when i was just a kid my uncle and i were finishing up chopping and gathering firewood for my grandmother because it was getting dark my uncle and i decided that it was time to go Driving back on a dirt road about 30 miles per hour, I had this awful sense of being watched. Before I could turn to look out my window, my uncle quickly shouted, Don't! I completely froze. My heart felt like it was about to beat out my chest and then stop. All of a sudden, I heard a tap, tap on my window. My uncle sped up and he was loudly praying. I didn't know what was going on. And I thought it was over until our truck suddenly dipped from the bed. My uncle then started saying, look at me. Don't turn away. Don't turn away. He said that over and over. Then I heard it again. Tap, tap. But this time, it was from the window behind me. It was getting harder for me to breathe, and I wanted to cry. A minute or two passed, and the truck dipped again. My uncle looked around and sighed. It was so quiet besides the truck being on the road. He looked at me and said, We will ask your father to do a prayer in the morning so the evil will forget our faces. I remember curling up on the front seat and just stared at the radio watching the time go by, listening to my uncle saying a prayer until we got all the way to my grandmother's house. Okay, so this one actually makes me want to cry because I was like putting myself into that position listening to that and i don't know i don't know if it's the little child in me that kind of goes to that place of like being little and being with you know either your dad or your grandpa or whatever and riding in a truck and then something like that happens i don't know that makes me oh it makes me sad it makes me scared uh, you know saying the evil will forget our faces and things like oh my god that's a lot. That is a lot. That will scar a kid for the rest of his life. Yes. He'll never forget that. Absolutely. The hairs on my arms are raised, like, at the back of my neck. I have chills. I don't know. That put me in a different headspace. Like, I really felt the, the fear and the sadness in that. Oh, my God. Hey, that story definitely, if no other story in this episode gets people, that one's gonna, I think that one's gonna do it, CJ. I mean, that one put me in a different headspace for sure. And it, it creeped me out. But I mean, if we, if we need to leave on a, on a, you know, happy note, hey, you might get spooned by a ghost tonight if you're lonely and need some company. I don't know. <laughs> you might. Fork, yeah. <laughs> Just like a ghost who keeps going to the bathroom, we gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have to ghost you guys. And it's been such a good time, though. I love reading these spooky stories and hearing what you brought. You know, neither one of us knowing what the story was going to be. And that was so fun. Yeah, this was not rehearsed. This was totally surprise. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah, so I love that, and your stories are so good, and man, I just had a great time. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I, you know you're always welcome back anytime. Uh, you, you're, uh, you're a delightful guest, and you're always welcome back. Aww. 
Thank you. I love I love coming on the show. I always have fun. Plug your show. Plug it. Plug away. <laughs> okay. Well, my podcast is Reverie True Crime, and you can find me on Twitter at Reverie Crime Pod, and Facebook, Instagram, and even Tumblr at Reverie True Crime. Definitely go check her out. Follow me and Paige on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. CJ always has something awesome going on, whether he's unboxing or whether he is tweeting out something that just makes me bust out laughing. CJ is always up to something on the socials, so you gotta follow him. I appreciate the kind words. You're gonna give me a <laughs> reputation. I'm a rebel, Dottie. I'm a rebel. <laughs> I love it. Thank you guys again for tuning in. And always remember, be the best you, because there's no one in the world that can be you except for you. So be the best you. As a famous philosopher once said, I fear not the dark itself, but what may lurk within. See you next time on another episode of Talkin' Shiz. Talkin' Shiz.